and Charmaine. I'm super excited, very special guest. He's a writer, filmmaker, director, all the things. I'm very excited to dive into that. So please welcome Eugene Bennett. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much for coming on. No problem, no problem. Happy yeah. to be here. We're gonna go ahead and just dive right into it. Um, okay. I have three seconds for you today. Everybody knows I'm a notebook person, so I have all my things. Cool, <laughs> so cool. You'll see me just jot Not a problem. Now. Okay. Yeah, so we're talking about film today, writing, and then do some stuff just for fun. Cool. Okay. Let's do it. I'll hit you with your first question. All right. Um, where did the love of film come from? Where did it start? So I actually started as a photographer. Oh. So I didn't jump right into film. So while I was, you know, working as a photographer, I always looked at video like something I didn't really want to jump into because I didn't really know much about it. And it would be starting from pretty much a date from an open slate, you know, clean slate. So, and it just seemed like a lot of work to, to kind of learn a new craft. So eventually I just took on a challenge because photography kind of became, you know, kind of effortless at some point. So I took on a challenge and then, you know, it started with like, you know, wedding video and stuff like that, just your usual videography stuff. And then I'd say uh, in 2019 is when, you know, I wrote my first script that I actually intended to uh, to put on a screen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What script was that? Oh, man. So it was called The Fall Off. It was a crime drama. Um, it was it was something that, you know, was influenced by a lot of things I was watching. So it was very heavily influenced by like power and snowfall and stuff like that. So mind you, this is like right before the pandemic hit. You know, okay, this, yeah. this is end of 2019 because I shot that beginning of 2020. Okay. So once uh, the pandemic hit and I had actually shot that, I kind of actually had time to sit down and like really decide of, okay, do I really want to do this? And, you know, everybody had to kind of sit down around right. that time. So it gave me a moment to kind of sit down and, and decide if that's what I wanted to do. Okay. Yeah. So I saw on your Instagram that you put a lot of yourself taught. So mm -hmm. how did you teach yourself how to do yeah. So a lot of that came during that moment, during lockdown and during um, during the pandemic. So I took a bunch of master classes. Okay. You know, we were locked in. We couldn't go out. So and I had actually just quit my full time job wow. before the pandemic hit. Okay. So to follow your passion or just. Yes. Okay. So both. So. Right. So it just kind of happened at the right time. So then when the pandemic hit, you know, I have a little girl that was also in daycare, but. I needed to keep her. So it just, everything just kind of happened like at the right time. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, I'm sitting down. I just took some master classes, you know, basic camera operation, which kind of went up to script writing. And then, you know, that goes into framing and all the things that goes into filmmaking. So I probably took about three different ones. I'm, I'm enrolled in one right now. Well, not a master class. I'm in a online film school okay. uh, called uh, Art of Documentary. So I'm still at it, you yeah. know, still, still, still enrolled in it. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. I need to take a master class. I'm going to do one Easter egg. Yeah, hers Easter looks pretty dope. Yeah. I, I kind of want to check because hers is about being a showrunner, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think I want to check hers out too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so my next question for you is what are some differences between preparation for like your shorts uh, mm -hmm. versus like the movies and films? And like, what's the different preps for those? Well, the pre-production process for me is the same because I have like a step-by-step a -step process that I take, an approach that I take. And that way I'm able to ensure that I get a certain level of quality out of everything I do. So it really depends on like what the final product is, if it's a short or if I'm just doing, you know, 
a documentary piece or something like that. The prep is a little bit different, but um, it's very detailed. Um, my most recent uh, project that you had the pleasure of mm -hmm. checking out at the screening. So I probably did about two months of pre-production for that. Okay. And that includes, you know, location scouting, figuring those things out, storyboards, um, working with the cast. And then, um, you know, we actually did production and then there's post-production after that, which is, you know, all the editing and all that stuff. So how did you find your team? You'd be surprised. So there is no team. There's so there's no team. Um, so I'm a I'm a DP. Uh, for the most part, I work with other crews. I'm hired to work with whoever needs me for whatever position. Usually that's a DP or a camera operator. But when I do my own projects, um, I'll hire a boom operator and I'll hire a production assistant. Most of the time, I just like to keep my crews pretty small, usually around three people or so. Okay. Um, wow. include myself. So, yeah. so one phase was just myself, a boom op and a production assistant. Okay. Yeah. For somebody who doesn't really know that, like what's DP? Mm. That is a director of photography. Okay. Um, you may have seen a uh, cinematographer as well. Mm -hmm. They pretty much go interchangeably, but, uh, we work closely with the director to, um, create the look of the film. Uh, we decide the lighting lens selection, like the framing, how things will be set in whatever scene. And uh, yeah, it's a big part of um, what you see in the final product and, and anything that's scripted. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Wow. Whole new world. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> is. You know, not to be confused with, you know, videography. Uh, they kind of go, I won't say they go hand in hand. They're just two different things. Okay. Um, but there is a big difference between the two. Okay. Mm -hmm. But what's one difference you would say? Um, so with videography, most of the time um, you're capturing an event. Or something you're showing, you're showing up to capture uh, something that's happening in the present. Um, weddings, uh, events, um, something like a uh, a music video is something that could be um, where you do a little bit more planning and things like that. I've seen a lot of videographers tackle that, but um, there's just a big difference in preparation. There's a big difference in what you do with it after you make it. Um, but yeah, there's. That's pretty much the biggest difference. I mean, you're showing up as a videographer with your equipment to capture what you see. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a DP or a cinematographer, you're before you get to the location, you're planning how everything is going to look. Gotcha. So you already know what the outcome is going to be. Yes, it's it's a lot. And, you know, it's not really common knowledge unless you're like in the film right. world. So yeah. those kind of those two roles, the lines kind of get blurred a little bit amongst yeah. like the general public. So. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, last question for film. Okay. Uh, what are some of the challenging challenges, excuse me, when it comes to like casting? And then what are some of the fun moments that you have? The challenge for me with casting is I don't like turning people away. I don't like I don't like the selection process, mm -hmm. you know. Because I always um I get a ton of good people that submit to casting calls and I can only pick one for one given role. Yeah. So I don't really like the selection process uh, as far as casting goes. Um, the fun part of it is you usually end up with, if you're good at casting, you end up with a good family for a few days. Mm -hmm. Like uh, my cast for our phase, man, it just came together. Everybody was super cool. It was a, a dope family environment. We had great time on set. Yeah. And, you know, everybody still keeps in touch. We still talk. You know, we have a nice little group chat. So um, it really depends because I've had a production where it was it wasn't bad, but 
it wasn't as close knit as you know what I just said. So, but yeah, that's what I'd say in terms of casting. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, that's interesting. I imagine you meet a lot of people too. A ton. Yeah. So I actually just opened up casting for season one of Unfazed, which we're still funding, mm-hmm. and it was like opening the floodgates. So it was just like email after email coming yeah. through, just do, 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 just. <laughs> Just filling up, just crazy. So it's it's a good, fun process, but it's also uh, a long one because you want to make sure you get the right people. Right. So what does that mean? If you already have, um, we had the premiere, we saw uh, the pilot. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean now that you're opening up casting? You're going to be changing who's already in there. You're adding two. So the pilot shows like our leads, our core characters. Okay. So what I was casting for are like supporting characters, okay. minor characters, and then people that could be used for like extras and stuff okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. This is exciting. I love it. <laughs> it's <laughs> fun. I love doing it. Yeah. yeah I love doing it. I, I don't know if I could do that because mm. that's a lot of moving parts for me. But that's really it cool is. to see, you know, see the things that you have to do just to get one, you know, project out. So it's a lot of entities to it. It's a lot. That's why I really celebrate, like, actually completing a yeah, project because sure. um, I think a lot of people find out once they're trying to do it how hard it actually right. is. And um, so I just filmed another project for someone else. And we had a screening at the same theater okay. um, this past Monday. And she decided to hire me to be her DP and everything to film it. And I have this certain process that I go by, which wasn't really what she was used to. She was used to a more kind of a free flowing, kind of a looser way of doing things. So once she kind of saw how, you know, we try to do it as close to, um, you know, the professional way to do it, it was, I wouldn't say it's a culture shock, but everything is, you know, time is very important. You know, everything is based on a clock and timing and things like that. And, um, I think she really learned how hard it really is Mm -hmm. to, uh, to to run a production and to actually finish something. Yeah, yeah. So when you when you finish something, it's a big deal. You should oh, celebrate yeah. it. For sure. You should definitely celebrate Let's it. All that. Absolutely. Do it's a lot. Yeah. It, it's definitely a lot. Wow. Okay, so that that's summing up film. So we're mm-hmm. gonna dive into the writing, the writing part. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, which is what speaks to me because I'm a writer as well. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to get your intake on this. Right. Uh, so what inspires your uh, creative writing? Like, do you have to be in a certain space? Does it just come to you? What What's your process for that? I really just write what I will watch, okay. the type of things I will watch. Um, so what started it is um, I just wrote the type of content that I wanted to get hired to do, to okay. make. So I, I didn't really jump into it like, hey, I want to tell this story. or it, it became that later. But in the beginning, I was just writing stuff that I could shoot and that would look good for me to get hired to shoot those types of things. But now um, I'm such a, a big movie person that um you know I, I get inspired by things and i want to tell my own version of certain stories so that's kind of where it comes from okay what, what are some of your favorite movies oh man um good question good very good question <laughs> um right off the top of my head i would say shutter island is one of my all-time favorite movies just because um like i enjoy very good build-ups and twist endings mm-hmm. and that, that has a very good payoff. Um, Get Out is one of my all-time favorites, too. Um, I mean, if you want game, well, no, I'm, I'm a little I'm a little older. So that's from the 90s, right? So it's it's a it's an old black comedy, man. It's just this is one of my favorites. Uh, you know, Friday. I, it's a few it's a favorites of, out there that I like. Different genres. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love a little bit of everything. You know, I watch a lot of different stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. so do you write at home? 
do you write in a studio? Like, what do you? Yeah, so I write. My office is at home. Okay. Um, most of the time, I just I try to get into that hour where it's completely quiet. Okay. That might be three o'clock in the morning. Mm. It might be six o'clock in the morning or five o'clock. You know, it's just really when it hits me. I mean, mm. I've had moments where I come out of sleep and really? and something that hit me, yeah. and I can't go back to sleep until I put it down or at least put bullet points down from it. So. Um, so yeah, I kind of get in a little mood. You know, I make it dark. I light a candle. Oh, you in the yeah, yeah. Then I get to it. <laughs> you know? in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta make it a thing. Make yourself comfortable, right. so you can keep going. Yeah, that's something mm-hmm. I want to start doing. Is actually um, when I, because I, when I wake up, I think about stuff too, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I'll get to it. And then the next part, the next couple yeah. of moments, I've lost it. So I want to start, you know, putting it down. It's hard to plan to do it because yeah. right now, um, you know, there's so much that I want to get back to in terms of writing. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to say, OK, I'm going to write at this hour because it just kind of hits me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I usually like to get to it. Yeah. So what's the difference in writing? A sh- I'm just now just my own interest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the difference between like writing a, a <clears throat> short and then like writing like a TV series. Like, yeah, um, it's all like what the end goal is. OK, so series are extremely difficult because it's more content for one. Um, it's just so many levels. You have to keep everyone bought in for the entire series. You have to tell an ongoing story that keeps people interested. And it's just a, a much longer process. Mm-hmm. And um, it takes more money to make, right. to be honest with you. I mean, everything everything is expensive, but yeah. series are in particular, especially at this independent level, um, it's just a little bit more expensive. But um, a short, I've, I've banged out shorts in six hours, wow. um, multiple uh, locations. So it's just really about the uh, the end goal, of what you're trying to do with it. One of my favorite shorts, one of my best shorts, I'd say we shot in two hours wow. and I wrote it in about an hour and a half. It's about five minutes long. It's called Tethered Lines. And it's um it's about this woman that She's on the phone. I don't want to spoil it. You should check it out. Yeah. She's on the phone and it makes the viewer think one thing. And then at the end, you realize something else is going on. Okay. But it's one of my um, one of my favorite shorts that okay. I've done. And we wrote, I wrote it in an hour and a half and we shot it in two. That's cool. Yeah. I was, I'm trying to get the mindset of writing a short. Mm. My brain won't shut off there. Like I have, really? to, I have to keep going with the dialogue. Yeah. And then it's, you know, so I think that's so cool when somebody's able to do that. Well, when, when you get like that, you can take it as far as it's going to go, mm-hmm. as long as you have a beginning, middle and end. Mm-hmm. Um, but also with micro shorts or shorts in general, you don't have to have, you know, a beginning, middle and end. You can start it where you want. Nice. You could cliffhanger. You can cold open. You know, that's that's why I really like kind of playing in that short film space because you have so much freedom. Now. Yeah, I like that. So. I want to dive into that. I don't know. You should. You should. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just my brain is I think you would probably work well with writing a series mm-hmm. since you like to keep going with right. it and it's ongoing. Yeah. You would probably work really well That's with this series. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I need to go ahead and dive into that. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's cool. Uh, okay. So we talked about a couple things with writing. I do want to dive into Unfazed, which like okay. I said, I had the pleasure of going to see. It's mm-hmm. great. I'm super excited about the Thank you. Coming. Thank you. Um, so how did that come about? And mm-hmm. then well, we've already talked about the process that was different yeah. and all that, but if you could just tell us like how that came about. Yeah, so I would say this was around late 2022 last year, okay. um, before the fall. 
So I was just in a space where I was just like mad at my career, like where I was going. Cause I've been independent for so long. Things weren't really going the way I wanted to go um, work-wise, just in the industry, a lot of gatekeeper stuff going on in the mm-hmm. city and, you know, just a lot of things happening at once. And um, how I came to Unfazed was I decided to make fun of myself. Okay. So Unfazed is like a parody on the film com- the film industry, not community, mm-hmm. the film industry. So it it focuses on the working actor. It focuses on uh, the working DP or the aspiring DP, more or less, um, people that are wanting to be these things and, and make their way to Hollywood. So I tell stories about myself and some of the actors that are that are on the cast, but we make it funny and we we throw like this dark comedic twist on it. Mm-hmm. So the stories that you that you saw in the pilot are actual stories. Those things really happen. Yeah. And um, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> now that you said that, I remember. Yeah, they, they really have it. So those <laughs> things, some to me, okay. some to some that I've seen happen to other people. Okay. And I was on set or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, those things kind of inspired the uh, the stories and the characters and just to to laugh at it and make it funny. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much where it came from. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, you said something that sparked my interest. You talked about gatekeeping in the industry. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? So for us, and this is just my experience, I can't speak for everyone else. So with me being self-taught, there's there's always like this this split between people that went to film school and people that figured it out or however they chose to figure it out, be that online courses, master classes, YouTube, like that's a valid way to to learn, you know, things these days. So um a lot of production companies are ran by people that went to film school and a lot of them get some of the bigger work, bigger clients and stuff within the city. And there's just like a big bro, a little bro mentality when it comes to that. So that's a lot of the gatekeeper stuff that I've dealt with. That's why I I move the way I do in terms of, okay, I'm writing my own stuff. I shot my own stuff and I'm holding my own theater screening. So, you know, not really having to uh, ask permission for a lot of things. We just go out there and do it. Um, it's a lot more work, but it's more rewarding. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, the gatekeeper stuff is only if you choose to take a certain path mm-hmm. in the industry and join a production company. I mean, it's a little harder for us as, you know, black filmmakers anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, when we go to forge our own path, that just that was just something that just fueled me to do my own thing anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Wow. But it's a real yeah. thing. Yeah. It's definitely a real thing. I feel like that's for everybody and everyone's um, whatever they're doing. I feel mm-hmm. like there's some some component. Yeah, that can be applied in any workplace, right. any medium. You know, there's always someone that feels they've done more work to get where they are, right, right. and that you should take some rite of passage right, to get the, to get there, or even be in the same room with them. So yeah, you know, that's unfortunate. I've never been. I've always like let's go together. Let's yeah, together. yeah. like here's what I know. You tell me what you know, and just kind of work. Work in and see what leads from there. And it's interesting because Charlotte is so competitive um, for the wrong reasons. Like there, there isn't really a big film community here. So when you meet people that are somewhat interested or want to take those steps to be in it, it's, it's there's still like a level of you can feel like a level of competition between each, each between each other. And I think it's weird because. Um, a lot of these crews can be huge on some of these sets and can really make some some great things happen on screen if people would just get together and make it happen. So. Right. 
So as a black man in mm-hmm. this industry, what what's the difference for you? Like, what are some of the challenges you feel? Is it... As far as like filmmaking or being in the industry or... Being in the industry, I guess, I don't... I'm trying to see how I want to word it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've, I've talked to you, I have a couple of friends that are actors and they've talked about some of the challenges as a black actor. Yeah. Uh, it's gotten better because more and more, you know, getting more shine, mm-hmm. those types of things. Is that the same for um, filmmakers and writers now that we're seeing more? Is it so, easier? Is it still challenging? So I consider myself a little bit of a cheat code because I'm okay. able to write and shoot my own stuff. Right. So a lot of people do one or the other. So they might be able to write and they will have to hire someone to shoot or someone be the best writer so you kind of need that other half so you know it took me years to get there to be able to write things but also play to my strengths like, right. I don't write stuff that I'm not necessarily interested in or I don't right. think that I would be good at writing um, but in terms of like you know the challenges for me it's uh, it's just fun and I think that's with everything but with everyone I don't think that's just specific to being a black filmmaker mm-hmm. it's um, finding people that are willing to um buy in financially and take it to the next level. Because, you know, if you look at it, a lot of the things that we enjoy on TV, uh, some of the creators there, they start at this level. Mm-hmm. And they had to eventually get there, be that um, they created a short, they got picked up, right. you know, at, at um, Sundance or something like that, or Easter Rage, you had a YouTube series, right. got spotted by HBO. Um, you know, it's just, there's different ways to get there, but all of them take so, I mean, I think for me, that's my biggest thing, is, is to get the money to do it. What is the money cover? Like, what? So you money, on that. Yeah, so production costs. Um, I'm, I'm not really someone that, you know, call a cast and say, hey, let's shoot something, but I can't pay. Right. Because um, I, I did that in my early years. So now I feel like I'm a bit more experienced to the point, and I'm treated as such that I don't want to be known as producing quality work and not paying people to be a part of it. And only I benefit from it. Right. So um, you know, production costs, um, things like the screening, all that goes into marketing, um, equipment, rentals, you know, the list goes on. But um, and to be honest, like the number it's, it goes up, you know, if you want quality work, um, it's it's gonna cost you a little bit of money to get there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, good. That's good to know that mm-hmm. so we can know. So we yeah. can support all the things. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to add about writing before we move on? Um, don't be afraid to uh, dodge the trends, right? Okay, what's that? Usually, so you'll see, like, maybe one point, you know, when power is really heavy. And uh-huh. That's why my first show was a prom drama. You see a ton of other things come out that are very similar to it. So eventually you'll get to the point where that particular genre is saturated. Uh-huh. So don't be afraid to do something different. And you know, take your shot at that and see if it works for you. So, when you said that, I kind of thought about Abbott Elementary mm-hmm. because there's nobody else on the show like that. The, it's closest, the closest thing to that is an old show, it, it really reminds me of like a Curb Your Enthusiasm, yes. So, uh-huh. but that was so long ago, right? And this is a you know, it's a black sitcom, right? And it's, it's shot very similar to how they did that. So, mm-hmm. that was one of the first things I thought about. Yeah, and then the office is kind of it was kind of similar yeah, like, when they shot yeah. it too. Yeah, What's absolutely. that called? Like, so when it's they look at the camera of, too. Yeah, yeah, so they, they break the fourth wall a lot. It's 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 almost like um, I don't know the exact term for it, but it's like a mix of reality and like 
candid filmmaking, somewhat. Okay. But um, they acknowledge the camera being there, right. so that's what makes it kind of like reality, but it's scripted. Right. So um, it's very interesting, but I think um, because you haven't seen anything like that in a while, that's why, in um, what's her name? Quincy, she threw her spin on it. Uh-huh. It's about a school, you have all these great characters, and it just stuck out. And it cast is great, and it was a hit. So you gotta you gotta be willing to do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Even if it's something that didn't work a while ago, you know, times change, the story spin on it, it might work. Yeah, and y'all did that like you broke the fourth wall I'm saying that, right? With yeah. the trailers in the camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I did that. I love um, those like- <laughs> so I wasn't sure. That part, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to do that okay. or if I wanted to make that a thing that we would keep like acknowledging the camera. Mm-hmm. But it just felt proper in that moment right. for what happened. Right. It just kind of looks at the camera like, can you believe that? Y'all see this? So it just, yeah, it just felt appropriate for that. Yeah, I love that. That just really resonates. I don't know, because I've been looking at people like that in mm-hmm. their life. So I love that stuff. Cool. Okay, so we're going to move on to our just for fun. Okay. Um, so when you're not writing or doing films and being into that world, what are some of your favorite pastimes? I'm still somewhat attached to the world because okay. I watch a lot of movies. Okay. Um, but I'm also probably not the person you want to watch movies with because I watch them completely different. Okay. Because do you enjoy them? I do. So, okay. <laughs> so when I'm watching something, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the angles. I can look and tell what kind of, well, not specifically what kind of lens it was shot with. But I can tell if it was this type of lens or that type of lens. Uh, I look at the lighting because I, I'm taking mental notes as I'm watching different things. Mm-hmm. And um, but I'm also someone that notices like bad editing and stuff like that too. So I watched the show. I don't want to say the show, but we watched it and there was some really bad continuity stuff in there. It was a show on TV on nice. cable. More than one season. I'll say it off Okay, I, see, I don't want to be that person that I because yes. I'm in the same but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I saw some things and I pointed it out and who I was watching it, but they didn't even, you know, they didn't Jason see it. Mm-hmm. But I look for those things because mm-hmm. when I'm editing, I have to look for them. So, uh, so yeah, watching movies, you know, I, I'm a big person that watches it and I'm and surround and uh, I need all the bells and whistles when I watch movies. Um, still a little bit into video games, not as much as I used to be. Okay. But, um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I do outside of the process, I would say. Still in the process. Still in there a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I always wonder that because I know um, we have, like, an artist, and they're going to, like, a showcase or something, they critique, and so I wonder mm-hmm. the filmmakers, how you all look at the, you know, yeah. you're able to sit and actually just be. You can, and I was just having this conversation with someone that, um, I only give my opinion when asked mm, okay. about like them, the yeah. industry stuff, because uh, I think there's a negative connotation with just offering your opinion mm-hmm. when it's not, especially if it's something that you're, if it's a critique. Right. So I think um, when you're asked about it, that means that they're open to whatever it is you have to say about it. So that's just kind of how I treat those. If I, if I get invited to a screen, I'm there to, to genuinely enjoy the screen and check it out. Uh, my opinion is asked, I'll give it. But otherwise, I'm just there to check it out and I go about my business. Okay, cool. So for most screenings, do they have, um, is it just the pilot they have done? Like, do you have a pilot just done? Do you have a couple episodes? Or just this is what we're snowing before we progress? Right. So I'm taking a different route with this. Usually when you're trying to pitch a series or something, 
you pitch the pilot script. It's oh. not even shot okay. most of the time. So okay. you shop the script around and you try to get people to invest in it and fund it. Me, because I've done multiple crowdfunding situations before and it worked, I wanted to try something different. So I said, hey, let me fund it and shoot the first one. So people that support, they can literally see what it is and decide from there if they want to support it. So uh, in most cases, you um, you won't see a screen okay. or a pilot. Um, you won't even hear about it until it either gets it, picked up or not. Yeah. So I was just taking a different approach. Okay. Yeah. So how does that work in, t- in TV, though? So like you'll see the pilot, and then like you don't see the show for like months. Yeah, so in some cases... Um, like pilots can be made and then they won't get picked up for years. Oh, so okay. Okay. that happens. Um, oh. They may or may not get picked up at all. And sometimes they sometimes they are screened at festivals and then execs there, excuse me, mm-hmm. execs there see them and then pick them up to be, uh, you know, produced or made into a series. So it's a process and it's something that I'm trying to uh, stay along and, and realize as well with what I'm doing now is that it's, I'm taking a different route, but it's not like a quick return on this. So it's just a road ahead for that. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think my last question, um, and I'd love to ask, so I'd like to mm-hmm. insight. You already gave some insight about this and making sure that you just uh, you write what you feel is best and put forth, you know, what you like, what you're interested in. Yeah. So if you, if your younger self was here, mm-hmm. what would you tell them? What's some advice you would give them? Mm-hmm. I would tell him to just keep doing what he's doing because he eventually figured it out. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to, what is that called? I wouldn't want to cause a time paradox. Oh, yeah. Where you go back and you change something uh-huh. and then the future me doesn't turn out the way the future me turned out. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess I would let him know that everything's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, just keep going. Okay, that's good. I have another question. Okay, no, <laughs> just keep going. When you said that, so what? What's your? I want to see your end goal. Mm-hmm. The next couple of years, where would you like to see yourself? Um, I'd love to get to where I have funding to just create and work. Yeah. Um, that's literally where you know you look at some of our favorite creators, you know, the Issa Rays, the the Ryan Coolers, Jordan Pills. Once it's like once you get that one shot to go out there and show them, it's you're in. Them. Right? So I really just want that one shot to show people what it is that can be done if I had a budget. Because I think when people see what we're doing without a budget, um, it's it's pretty incredible. But um, having a budget and having the chance to actually show on that stage what we'd be able to do, I think would open up the door to uh, bigger things. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I love it. I love it. We're trying to get there. Yeah. That's wow. All the things. <laughs> so, uh, before we go, mm-hmm. please let us know, one, how we can help support and mm-hmm. how we can help fund uh, Unfazed, anything else that you have, any other projects, mm-hmm. and then where we can find you, as well as in your socials, yeah. your websites, all that. So, you can support Unfazed by going to uh, either my Instagram, which is at Films, or at Unfazed Series. Uh, we have links in those profiles that can take you to the crowdfunding page. You can support that way. Um, as far as what's next, uh, we're trying to fund the season for our phase. Uh, but I also have a few other projects that are coming up. I have a uh, horror anthology series that's coming uh, that I hope to be finished by Halloween that I want to stream at that same theater on Halloween night. So that's, wow. a, that's the plan for this year. 
And uh, I have another short that's pretty much like, um, it's planned to be my best work, I would okay. say. And that's the one that I plan to push to those, those um, film festivals where all the, the real execs are, HBO Maxes and, you know, those, those execs from those networks. So I'm working on something to be able to put in front of them. That's exciting. Yeah, it's very good for it. Gotta have plans. Yes, have. yes, that's awesome. Eugene, I just want to thank you so much. You don't know how difficult it is to get people to come on podcast. Really? I'm for real. I'm surprised because it seems like everybody wants to talk. Yeah, yeah well, nothing to say. We'll, we'll leave okay. that there, though. But I will say, I just want to give you your flowers because I literally was like, hey, would you like to? And you was like, yeah, yeah for sure. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Oh, no problem. So I really appreciate that. Thank I think you. you're doing amazing work. Um, like I said, I was able to go to your screening. I think it's great. The cast, like you said, everybody seemed like a family. Yeah. And I love to see that. Like it's yeah. cool to see people on the screen, but I like to see the you know the actual people. So um definitely want to encourage you. You're doing amazing Thank work you. here. Definitely here to support. Sure. Yes. Um sure. gonna put your info and stuff out mm-hmm. so people will be able to, to help support you as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, yes. Well until next time.